the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the first uh, match of the month of 2024. This is going to be... I, I, I know I teased um, that this was going to be a Royal Rumble themed show, but essentially, I actually had forgot, I truly forgot that this is technically AEW's fifth year and it's their five year anniversary. And I completely forgot about it and just said, you know what? We have to switch this up. We have to do something different, you know, because I just, I feel like that's more appropriate. You know, we do, we, we could do the Royal Rumble anytime. You guys know it's my um, favorite uh, pay-per-view of all time. Nothing will change that. But I just want to do something different. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some news and notes real quick. So essentially... Um, I'm recording this on Monday, January 1st. I want to make this perfectly clear. Um, we won't know the status of this for two more days. So by the time you guys hear this on the 7th or 8th, whenever you guys listen to it, I will, we, will have, we will know what's going on. So essentially earlier today, Brian Alvarez made a, 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 a pretty bold statement. Seems like these wrestling reporters are making these statements that are pretty bold the last week or week and a half. He said he would be stunned. If Mercedes Monet does not debut for AEW on Wednesday Dynamite, the first Wednesday Dynamite of the year, that's a big deal. That's a win that AEW needs big time. It's I I feel like AEW putting the World Championship on Samoa Joe, having the Devil Reveal. I feel like that was a win. Of course, it was marred because of the Chris Jericho stuff. I can go without talking about. Um, but the reality is, would be a game changer. Now, they said she won more money than Charlotte Flair. I'm just throwing numbers out here, so don't... These are not exact numbers. I'm just throwing shit out there. So, essentially, if Ronda Rousey was getting $4 million a year, once again, throwing numbers out, and Charlotte Flair won, got $3 million a year, she won around the $3.5 million mark, right? I believe she's worth every dime. Can she be injury-prone? At times. But if you look at the CM Punk run, if CM Punk does not jump off... That fucking stage, the summer of punk and AEW. I think our, I think we're looking at a completely different world right now. I truly believe that. However, if you use her the way you use punk, punk was used in my opinion. Punk and Sting are the best ways to use a lot of talent. Uh, Cause sure, uh, Mercedes will have movies she's shooting or whatever the fuck. You can st- you don't we don't need to see her on TV every week. We didn't see CM Punk on TV every week. We don't need to see her on TV every week, and it would keep her more special. Like think about this: we haven't seen Britt Baker in five months, almost. I know she's healing an injury, but like it's noticeable in that women's division. You know, it just is. I, last time I remember even seeing Britt Baker was was that in London, right? Was that the, the All In? Anyways, if that's if Tony Khan's able, to, he said he was going to be aggressive. 
Uh, Deonna Perrazzo has already done a match in AEW. I know, but here's the thing about Deonna Perrazzo. She, when she got released from WWE, she never got a fair shake in WWE. Um, and I do agree with her because she, her exact words were, she didn't think that they understood the virtuoso gimmick she was doing. Look at her run when she left WWE, when she got released from WWE, when she left. She was the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Impact Knockouts Champion. Like, she made, she made, she made up for it, you know? And the one time she worked for AEW was when the R.O.H. was bought, and she dropped the Women's Ring of Honor title to Mercedes Monet, I mean, to uh, Mercedes uh, Martinez. So she's been there before. Um, but this company needs a positive shot in the arm. And I, that, that, that would be huge if he can pull, pull that off. And I think it would also help Collision a lot. Not saying you should keep her on one or the other. I'm saying you could mix it up for her and her schedule, you know. But we, I don't know as of this recording. I, that's why I want to make it clear. I'm recording this on January 1st. So, I was thinking about matches that um, are important to AEW's history. And to me, one of the most important matches that we didn't realize how important it was at that time was the final Cody Rhodes match. For the TNT Championship ladder match, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. To me, look at the story going into this. Cody Rhodes had regained the TNT Championship for, I believe, the third time. I think him and Sammy Guevara are the only ones to have it three times. Outside of that, you have Wardlow with two times. I think Scorpio Sky has two times. Samoa Joe has two title reigns. Darby Allin has two title reigns. Um, but she has a lot about the TNT title. <laughs> but it's like, it feels like it's a neighborhood whore. But, um, but no, at this point in time, uh, we were hearing the rumors of Cody not having a contract. And Cody even had mixed it into a promo. It was his, it was his last AEW promo about him not working on a contract and... To me, this is one of the most important matches in AEW history because it showed where they were going. And people are going to leave companies. Let's get this. Let me. Let's get this straight. I was just watching a documentary on the history of McDonald's. I know there was a movie with uh, Michael Keaton in it. I never watched it. I tend to prefer the, the documentaries over the actual motion pictures. Like people leave. Like those those two brothers, the McDonald's, the ones who started the company. Like they had no ambition. They only want to run their one store, and he, the, the gentleman who took it over, wanted, he, he saw more. He saw potential, and like in the process of him growing, a lot of people he came up with and brought along with, they left the company, even when it was making money hand over fist. Um, that's just how it is sometimes, and I don't get too worried about people leaving. I get worried when people don't want to go. Um... And I believe Nick Jackson's wife uh, had left because she felt like the company didn't have... Because uh, she's a big part of it. She's a big part of them coming together. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, Cody Rhodes had told a great story of when... Like, it was like right before All In happens, he's walking his dog, and some drunk guy uh, comes up and is like harassing him, and he pushed the drunk guy. And so then the cops got called, and Cody's thinking he's just fucked everything up. And Nick Jackson's wife like yells at him because she's like, do you know what's at stake? You need to bury your ego, but she, she, like, she like shit on him. And Cody said he was completely in the wrong. He shouldn't be. She, she shouldn't have done it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and in the moment, it's so easy to say what you shouldn't have done, what you could have done, would have done, blah blah. It's so so easy to say that. It's different when 
someone's in your face and you're just not in the mood and you have bigger freaking things to do. You know, it's just it's it's just it's just different in the moment. We all know this. Anyways, um so she's a big a big, a big part of this company as well. And she felt like the the company didn't have the bucks back when it came down to brawl out. Whatever happened that brawl out, everyone was at fault. Tony Khan, here's something that's on my wish list for 2024 for AEW moving forward. That Tony Khan becomes a better leader. That he becomes the leader that AEW needs. And that someone gets in his ear and says, you need to do this. I do think step one was firing CM Punk. Even though Punk is doing great things for WWE, look here, WWE was already out the fish grease. They were hotter than the fish grease already. And adding him to it, remember this. Punk was still the number one merch seller in AEW. That was the first step. Whatever comes with this Jericho thing, if he has to get rid of Jericho, then he has to get rid of Jericho. That's just what it is. But to me, this was the first step in what we're seeing in this new AEW. And we didn't realize that. I remember watching this match, and Cody put him over. Cody put Sammy over. They did some fantastic stuff, whether it was the superplex off the top of the ladder, the cutter off the top of the ladder. Sammy Guevara just did an interview with Chris Van Vliet where he uh, explained it. Um, but he put he put Sammy over in a big way. As a matter of fact, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, look it up uh, by the phone somewhere else, god damn it. I thought they gave, I thought Meltzer gave that match a five-star match. If that's the case, that's, that's Cody Rhodes' second five-star match because he had one with his brother and... Uh, if, if that's true, I believe so. Someone told me that before, but anyways, um, look, I think this match is just so important to where the company's going. Still in a great place, but it it it's it's still needed. It will be needed until the end of time, in my opinion. Like WWE will be here for forever. We need a a full fledged alternative for into for eternity as well. When you look at the stuff that these two men did. On a episode of fucking Dynamite. It's just so important because they can't do a lot of the stuff in WWE. The stuff we saw with uh, Adam Copeland and Christian Cage, the, the fire stuff. We need. I, I'm never going to sit here and tell you I'm the biggest fan of death matches. I'm not. As a matter of fact, I actually kind of hate them. But there's a market for it. GCW exists for a reason. There are people that exist that, that go and pay their hard earned money to see death matches. And you know what? It's their right to see it. And they and they deserve to see it because they put the money they've earned their money and they paid their money to go see it. So for me, I'm never gonna knock anyone for what they want to watch and enjoy. So I don't want anyone knocking me for what I want to watch and enjoy. But let me tell you something right now. When it was just WWE, I'm doing air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. Guess who's doing air quotes? I understand ROH has been around since 2002. TNA has been around since 2002, 2003. I was watching those, but with, with 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 the inconsistency. This is why when people tell me, like when they go back in the archives and they see that I reviewed Shield and I reviewed all this, and they're like, "Damn, I can't believe you didn't watch that back then." The inconsistency of the episodes, like FX, even though it was higher hotter than the fish grease, I'm gonna keep using that. Even though it was hot, one season would start in January of 2005, right? It would end in March of 2005. You probably wouldn't get that next season until maybe two years later. Or maybe six months later. You never fucking knew. At the time, I was too busy out running the streets. So it was just inconsistent. With TNA moving all around, just inconsistent. At first, TNA was pay-per-views. You're paying for these pay-per-views every week. I couldn't afford that at the time. 
I can afford it now, but I'm not doing that now. Not fifty dollars a fucking week. Also, who has a channel? I can't even remember the channel that TNA is on. I have to watch a lot of this stuff on YouTube from certain people, but like I can't sit here and watch it because it's not Discovery. It's it's like the 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 the, the advanced channel. It's it's something. Can't remember the name of it. They keep moving. It's inconsistent. ROH was on Sinclair Networks. If I when I lived in Maryland, I saw shit all the time. Sinclair is a Baltimore-based network, so I, I could see it at any given time. They'll show reruns all the fucking time. Once you leave that area, you know what the fuck you're gonna get and when you're gonna see it. You know, and then I haven't had cable for years now, you know, so I kind of just watch when I watch. TNA, I will see TNA's YouTube game has stepped up, so they have put a lot of stuff out there. Um, but I want to I want to leave it here. We need consistent competition. When I look at what they did with the devil, what they did with Samoa Joe, we need people like Joe to be world champion. Not Roman Reigns Joe, but Samoa Joe. We need people... It's like Christian Cage to be able to say the things he's saying. Swerve Strickland. Can you imagine them doing the Swerve Strickland hangman? Not the match. Swerve breaking into hangman's home. I can't imagine them doing that shit. And it was just great storytelling. Think about this also. Swerve was not wanted in WWE. They they literally released this man. Tried to get him later on, but they released him. They released Malachi Black. Now, they, now AEW's not doing a great job with him. But the, a lot of these people, if think about it, people, a lot of people you guys are saying shouldn't be in AEW, WWE didn't want them. They released Swerve Strickland. They released Malachi Black. They released Buddy Matthews. All these people they released. I just named four people. Keith Lee. So let's, let's not play. Let's not play pretend here. Let's not play like this is like that like like WWE like AEW's holding these people hostage. Uh, Andrade wants out of his contract. He's out of his fucking contract. The point of this is, I think I think it's a very important match t- to the history of um, AEW. It's when, to me, the TNT title kind of became it, it, it started getting passed around a little too much. But seeing these two men fight over it, it made it feel special, you know. Um, but it's Cody Rhodes' last match in in that company, and he went out with a bang. So my match of the month for this month will be Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara uniting the TNT Championships on Dynamite in Cody Rhodes' final match. So that is your match of the month. Hope you guys enjoy this. Check me out tomorrow. Or, well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be tomorrow. We'll have a brand new episode. We will get the fallout from Dynamite, get the fallout from day one, get the fallout from uh, Roman Reigns returning uh, at, at SmackDown. We're going to get all that. Live and in, in, in living color, people. I'm so chemical. This is I see things a little differently. We're out.